all our guests and visitors that are here. I want to do make an announcement. I know I failed to give it to you next Tuesday, 7 o'clock is our church business meeting. We'll make more announcements as that goes on. Sunday school, you're dismissed this morning. I'm thrilled to have Brother, Brother David Smith here this morning and his whole family. People, unless you've been in the shoes of an, of, of an evangelist, it's hard to comprehend the, the task that is sometimes before them. But in every office that God calls a man to, He equips that man and gives him the strength, the grace, the giftings, the ability, whatever needs to be in that office believe that for all of fivefold ministry, that God equips the man, that he gives him the grace to occupy and do what he's called to do in that office of God. And Brother Smith is, is no stranger to this pulpit, but he is a true God-called evangelist. And I thank God for that. hearts on the field we could share yeah he's still a little that's what brother Jeff Ferris he I talked to him he's a little bitter over it too he said you left me you left me well I don't look at it as maybe I left you as much as we just we're still kind of doing the same thing just a different 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 description of job description brother Smith I want you to come I feel the miracle working power of God in this place today and I may be way, way off, but I feel creative miracles in this building today. I feel And if you can stretch your faith today, and I'm not just speaking creative miracles for a new heart, a new liver, a new lung, a new... Brother Smith, I'd love for God to give you a new set of lungs today. I'm so tired of you fighting the oxygen and all that stuff, but I want God to do it. But it's more than just that. I believe God could create in someone today a new mind through the work of the Holy Ghost. Do you believe that with me today? Brother Smith, come. Take your liberty. Do what you feel in the Holy Ghost today. I love you. Why don't you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? How many loves your pastor? How many loves your pastor's wife and their family, huh? My, my, goodness gracious. Man, when they dismissed Sunday school, I thought, oh, my God. That's my kind of people right there. I thought about going with them. Yeah, yeah, I like to cut up. You know they're going to have fun back there. But we're going to have fun in here. Yeah. And uh, the Lord is going to move mightily. Brother Benoit didn't know what I was going to preach. I'm going to just let the cat out the bag. I'm going to preach a little bit about faith for right now. Faith for right now. I'm letting the cat out the bag here. But you know what? God's going to do it here today. You know, you brought up those lungs. I was uh, in a place uh, with, actually, I won't drop a name, but I, I know you stand. I heard. I was with Brother Woodward and uh, a missionary's sister that goes there, but she's like in her 70s, was on an air tank. And, but I didn't know who she was, and so I just... I prayed for her, and uh, I said, you know, the Lord's going to do it, and um, 
actually in the worship service. When the preaching started, she just stood up and she says, I can't take it no more. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord. She goes, you prayed for me and I've had this air tank on. And she said, and it's blowing so much air now. She said, it, it's making it hard to breathe. She said, so since the worship service has been over, she said, I cut this tank off now. And she goes, and I'm standing here. And she goes, and I'm realizing I don't need that air. She goes, my lungs. I go back a year later. She's on the road. And when she looked at me, she went, I thought, well, still done. So, you know, when God does it, when God does it, it's a God moment. So, you know what? Get ready. The Lord can do anything. Hebrews 11, starting at 1. Glad my family's here with me. Thank you all for letting me come. Uh, I'm so excited when uh, I get the chance to come to Indian Village. I love Brother and Sister Bushnell. He used to let me come over here and scream. Cut up a little bit, so thanks for loving. I better not call names. And Sister Debbie, Brother Clifton, I love y'all. That kind of helped raise me, even though I was not the best child in the world. Uh, it wasn't my fault. And uh, I told my mom and dad, it's not my fault. I'm here. It's y'all's. And so there, some of y'all can understand that. Others are still thinking. So uh, anyway, we had fun. But I'm glad my family is here with me. The Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. He said, for by the elders obtained a good report. He said, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. He said, by faith, he said, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain and by which he obtained witnesses that he was righteous, that he was righteous. God testifying of his gift and by it being dead yet speaketh. But faith, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. You know, I was asking myself, I've, I talked about this a few weeks ago, but I was just asking myself, am I living in such a way that I please the Lord? You might have to ask yourself that question every once in a while. Am I doing such as the Lord wants me to do that he would say, you know what, he's pleasing me. But the Bible said, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I'm going to preach a little bit faith for right now. All right? Faith for right now. Let's give him a hand clap of praise right now. My, my, my. Great worship today, was it not? Spirit of the Lord, we're strong in here. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor you look better than I do. 
And some of you will have to ask God to forgive you, but it sure is fun, isn't it? All right, you can sit down if you want. Let me stick here a little bit with my notes when I first get going here. But here we go. There has been times in my life, I'm going to talk about me a little bit now. That didn't, I ain't boasting. I'm just going to tell you a few things. There's been times in my life where uh, I needed a miracle and I needed it right then. Past victories uh, actually did me no good in the present time. In fact, I wasn't really worried about the future, but I was very concerned uh, about what was happening right then. But you know what? Us as Christians, uh, we have a tendency to look sometime toward the past or we begin to lean uh, upon the future. But here's what we really need to do. We really need to say, you know what? I'm learning to get faith uh, for the present. I'm learning to to get faith for right now. When Brother Benoit said, I feel like there's miracles and creative miracles in the house, something inside of us should have said, you know what? Today, uh, I can get my miracle. Today is the day that it's going to happen. I, I'm going to get faith for right now. I, I know I've been prayed for before, but it's going to happen right now. I know I've said it before, but it's going to happen right now. I, I know that I've been around a little bit, but it's about to happen right now. Somehow, we got to shake ourselves and say, I can't worry about tomorrow, but I got to worry about right now. I can't worry about what's going to happen, but I'm going to worry and I'm going to praise him for what's about to happen right now. God, we need to get in our spirit that God can heal me right now. God can provide for me right now. God is going to save my family right now. God is going to give me a miracle right now. You say, what do you mean? Do you know God absolutely can open a floodgate of heaven that every lost soul can start coming to church right now? That God can open a window of heaven that miracles can happen right now. That God can open up a window of heaven that God can take care of your situation right now. I'm telling somebody I got faith for right now. I'm not worried. I'm not upset. I'm not going to think about the enemy. I'm telling you my God is a healer. My God is a problem solver. My God is a soul satisfier. My God can work right now. Somebody ought to dance in advance and say I'm going to get my miracle right now. I'm going to be healed right now. God's going to work it out for me right now. I don't care what the doctor says. My God is a God of right now. I don't care what the lawyer said. My God is a God of right now. I'm telling you the Lord can do it now. You said, do you believe he can handle it? I know he can handle it. In Hebrews, the Bible said it was a role of the heroes of faith. And it talks about it. Faith helped the elders, the elders obtain a good report. In fact, the Bible said that faith, he, he began, Abel began to offer. He said, by faith, Enoch was translated. He said, by faith, Noah, he began to move. He began to prepare and he became. The Bible said by faith, Abraham obeyed. Through faith, Sarah conceived. By faith, Abraham offered. By faith, Isaac was blessed. By faith, Jacob began to worship. You say, what do you mean? When you don't feel like worshiping, that's when you ought to worship. When you don't feel like clapping your hands, that's when you ought to clap your hands. When you don't feel like praising, 
praising, that's when you ought to praise him. When you don't feel like running the aisle, that's when you ought to run the aisle. When you don't feel like shouting, that's when you ought to shout. When you don't feel like giving, that's when you ought to give. When you don't feel like doing it, you ought to do it because you know it's right. By faith, Joseph gave commandments. By faith, Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. By faith, Rahab perished not. But he goes on to say, he said, and what shall I say the more? He said, for time, it's going to begin to fail me. He said, I'm going to talk to you uh, about Gideon and Barak and Samson. And he said, listen, and also of David and also of Samuel uh, and also of the prophets. Uh, he said, who uh, through faith uh, subdued kingdoms. Uh, they wrought righteousness. Uh, they obtained uh, promises uh, and they stopped the mouths of the line. Uh, you want to stop the mouth of the line? Uh, you got to be a worshiper. You want to stop the mouth of the line? Uh, you got to be a praiser. Uh, you want to stop the mouth of the line you gotta say it's gonna happen right now you want to stop the mouth of the line you gotta say I'm gonna get it right now you want to stop the mouth of the line you gotta say it's my time right now I don't care what nobody says you can have faith for right now He said he quenched the fire, the violence of fire. He escaped the edge of the sword. He said, out of weakness, uh, we were made strong. Uh, we waxed valiant in fight, uh, and we turned to flight uh, the armies uh, and of the aliens. Uh, it goes that women uh, received their dead raised uh, to life again. Uh, and others, they were tortured, uh, not accepting deliverance, uh, and uh, that they might uh, obtain uh, a better resurrection. Uh, he said the others, uh, he said they had some trials of cruel mocking. Hey, you know what? Go on and mock me if you want, but I'm going to be a worshiper. Go on and laugh if you want, but I'm going to be a worshiper. Go on and be a naysayer if you want, but I'm going to be a worshiper. You know why? Because when I begin to worship, God inhabits the praises of his people. I don't care what the devil says. I'm a worshiper. I don't care what the enemy says it is my time I got faith for right now <laughs> he said mocking scourging yet moreover the bonds of imprisonment here we go they were stoned they were shown asunder they were tempted. They were slain with the sword and wandered about in sheepskin and goatskin. Don't seem too positive there. Being destitute and afflicted and tormented. He said of whom the world was not worthy. He said they wandered in the desert and in the mountains and in the dens and the caves of this earth. And all of this, he said, and having obtained a good report through faith, received though not 
the promise. He said, but God, having provided some better thing for us, and they without us should not be made perfect. Just because it don't happen like you think it ought to happen, it's going to happen. Just because it don't work out like we think it ought to work out, it's going to work out. Just because it don't come like we think it ought to come, it's going to come. You said, why? Because my God's not a dead God. My God's not a dried up God. My God's not a plucked up God. My God is not some God stuck off in a corner. My God is alive and well. I got faith for right now. I'm about to get my miracle right now. I'm about to get my blessing right now. God's going to work it out for me right now. I'm a believer in right now faith. How can I be honest though? Let's be a little transparent. It would have done Abraham any good. It wouldn't have done him any good to have faith for a future miracle when his son was laying on the altar in front of him. It would not have done Moses and the children of Israel to have faith. God could have parted the sea a month before or right then after the Egyptians arrive. But in fact, in fact, here's the deal. They had to have faith that God was able to do it right then. You know what? Can I be honest? There is some times in my life when I'm thinking, you know what, I'm going to pray and it don't happen. And I say, I know God has everything under control, but you can act like you are holy if you want. But when I pray and it don't happen, sometimes I just want to say, are you kidding me? You got to be joking, right? I've said it here before. I'll say it again. Most people can pray for things and it'll happen. Me, he just waits to the last second. I should have enough sense to know he's been waiting to the last second since I've been a baby. I ought to not get upset, but I'm flesh. I can't help it. I'm like, how is it they can pray? I know I'm praying better than they are. How can they pray and it just seems like and I'm praying my guts out and it don't seem like nothing's happening. Can I learn something about God? Can I tell you something about God? God knows exactly what we need when we need it. You can't pressure him. You can't force him. You can't make him. But what you can do is trust him. You got to trust the process. You got to trust what God is doing. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. You got to trust the process. Can I tell somebody in Indian Village, my God is alive and well. I got faith for right now. My God can do it right now. Anything. Here we go. Faith is us taking the first step, not knowing where the second one's going to lead. If you was lucky enough to know somebody that had a swimming pool... Or your mom and daddy was rich enough for you to have a swimming pool. You know what you did when you was a kid. You went to Sunday school. And if your Sunday school teacher was any good. They talked about when Peter stepped out the boat and walked on the water. I remember as a little kid, I'm thinking, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm going to try that myself. Uh-huh. I mean, I didn't go to Sunday school a lot. 
I got kicked out. You know, I got kicked out of children's church. Sister Sunel McPherson and my own Aunt Bobby. That's why she ain't my family no more. Huh? They, they kicked me out of children's church. My mama said, how can you get kicked out of children's church? My mama said, I don't know. Mama, there's something wrong with them people. I also got kicked out of summer school. But I thought you couldn't do that either. I said, we paid you to come to summer school. That guy said, adios, Mr. Smith. <laughs> school wasn't my best subject. I did go a lot, though. <laughs> I went more than most people. Step out there. Uh. Man, Brother Smith, just sit there. I'm like, somebody lied. Somebody lied. I just tried that. Somebody. But listen, that's, hey, faith is that step of you taking the first one, not knowing where the second's going to lead, but have enough faith in God that God absolutely can do it, even when it seems like it's not even comprehensible. Ooh, faith is when you just say, you know what, God? It's like you young guys, uh, you know, want, can't wait to get a mustache. And every morning you get up, you be like, in the mirror. And you finally see a hair and you're like, yes, it's coming. That's faith, the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. I mean, I'm telling you, I mean, when you really start thinking about it, man, faith can get out there. You know, the grain of the mustard seed, and I won't go into all that, but listen, man, when you get it in your mind or get it in your spirit and realize that, listen, all, it's only through faith and it's only by faith that I'm going to receive the promise and it's only through and by faith that I'm going to receive what God has for me. Here's what you really got to do in David Smith terms. You got to get rid of old stinking thinking and get a checkup from the neck up and say, you know what, I'm about to get a miracle and I don't care what no Nobody says, I, I'm about to be blessed and it doesn't matter to me what anybody says. God is about to work out on my behalf and it doesn't matter what anybody else does. Say the faith moves Jesus with the woman with the issue of blood. And, and, and I, I went over that story, uh, you know, in my mind. It seems like a million times and, and I wasn't writing it, but boy, if I would have written it, I could have really made that one sound good. But there she is, and she's got all kind of sicknesses and diseases, and she was probably some little puny, fragile woman. And, and, and I'm thinking in my mind, you know, she said, but if I just but, but just touch the hem of his garment, you know, here, this going to offend somebody. You mean she didn't have to see him face to face? You mean she didn't have to make an appointment and get his attention? You, you mean she didn't have to stand and wait for hours so the Lord actually could put his hand because she didn't? No, no, she just said, I don't got to see his face. He ain't even got to know my name. She said, but if I just but much just touch the hem of his God, she said, I'm telling you, I know I can be made whole. Listen to me. If you're waiting to see the face of God, you might not ever leave here with a miracle. If you're waiting on the man of God to come lay hands on you, you might be a day late and a dollar short. But if you can get it in your mind that I don't need no man, all I need is the master. I don't got to have somebody to, uh-oh, it got a little tight right there, but it's all right, so I'll say it again. If you got preacher religion, you got trouble. If you think that the only way you're going to get a miracle is if Brother Benoit lays hands on you, you in trouble. But you can say, I didn't come to church for Brother Benoit. I come to get because what I wanted. 
I come to get because God wants me in this house. I come to get my miracle because I know God is the miracle worker. Huh? She said, but if I just met, now I don't know about you, but if you read all through the Bible, anytime Jesus was in town, there was always a crowd. People wanting to see him, people wanting to kill him. Some people wanting to see the dog and pony show. Same way at church. Some come to worship. Some come to sit like a knot on a dill pickle. Some come to see if it's really true what they say is happening down there, the dog and pony show. Some come because they just love God. Some come because your mama drug you down here. You've been, in, you've been on drugs ever since you was a baby. They keep drugging you down here and drugging you down here. Okay, all right. Some come just out of obedience. And then there is some that come to say, hey, Lord, what are we doing today? I tell the Lord weekly, your reputation's on the line this week, Lord. I'm just showing up. It's your reputation on the line. I'm going to preach what you say. And then it's all on you. That's all I can do. But a while, that's all I can do. I can't pull no rabbit out the hat. She said, boy, if I could just but touch the hem of his garment. And, and so I know you do it the way you want. But to me, to me, if the Lord Jesus Christ, flesh right there, whole big crowd. But in those days, if you had some kind of infirmity, you see, the problem was you, you had to wear a certain kind of garment. See, back in those days, when you had a sickness, you had to wear a certain kind of garment. When, when there was something wrong with you, you had to wear a certain kind of clothing. That way, when you cruised on down to Lake Charles or the metropolitan city of Kinder, when you cruised in there and they would see you coming afar going to the catfish joint, they'd say, uh-oh, there is brother so-and-so. Ooh-ooh, there's sister so-and-so. How you know, baby, how you know? You see them clothes, huh? We know. Boy, aren't you glad you don't have to wear a garment on how you've been acting when you come to church? That's <laughs> just a thought. Not here. We're talking about them other churches. Not here. Look at your neighbor and say, you know you holy. Certain garment, certain garment. And then all of a sudden, that woman, she's over there. Brother Bush, now I can just figure it, man. She's over there in the corner, puny, fragile. Well, you got to make it sound good, you know, sickly. And there's the Lord way over there, people all around. Here she is in her little garment hiding out because there have been a half a dozen people already saw her and saying, uh-oh, that's the, there she is. Don't even want to be, don't even want to be no, near nobody and they don't want you near. So I'm going to tell you what she did. This is so Dave Smith's turn. This is the way I'm thinking. She took what looked like to be a setback in her life and made it a setup in disguise she took what looked like to be an infirmative to everybody else she said I'm going to use oh here, listen I'm going to use my dilemma for my benefit I'm going to use my dilemma to get what I need from the Lord I'm going to use my little situation 
to get what I need from the Lord. I'm going to tell you, this is just old Dave Smith. There they were moving, and she was waiting. It's the crowd, and she's over here in the corner, and she says, I'm fixing to show my stuff. She's over there in the corner, and when they got close, but have been while just in my mind, I think she just out, stepped out and started screaming, Look at me, unclean. Because when you wore a garment, you was considered unclean. She, she started screaming, unclean. She didn't let her little dilemma keep her from getting to the master. She didn't let her pride keep her from getting to the master. She didn't let what her neighbor thought about her from getting to the master. She didn't let what everybody else had been saying about her keep her from getting to the master. She started screaming unclean. That's just my own little take on it. I'm telling you, when they started screaming unclean and she started walking, I'm going to tell you what people done. People started getting away because they don't want to be nowhere near her. And when the Lord walked by, she just reached out and said, booyah, touched the hymn. And then all of a sudden, Jesus turned around and said, oh, wait up. Who touched me? Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter what kind of state your mind, your body, your spirit is. Anytime you touch the master, he stops and says, what is it? What is it that you want? What is it that you're looking for? What is it that you got to have from me? I can tell somebody in this building, it doesn't matter what it looks like, smells like, or tastes like. When you reach out to God, God said, what is it that you want from me? You got faith for right now. Is that all right? Oh! I'm almost done. You got to have faith that God can help you now. You got to have faith that God can save you now. You got to have faith that God can deliver you now. You got to have faith that you can get a miracle now. You got to have faith that God can heal your body now. You got to have faith that God can cure that disease now. You got to have faith that God can provide now. I'm telling you, God can do anything. You said, how do you know it? Because the Bible says that God is our refuge and our strength and very present help and trouble. Very present help and trouble. So if you want something from God today, it's going to happen. You say, whoo, you're just out there. I'm just... If you need something from God, it can happen. I'll show you. Now, if he ain't never done it, don't raise your hand because you're just fooling yourself and you'll leave here disappointed. But if God's ever healed your body, raise your hand. Everybody look around. Look, my God, 90% of the buildings got their hands up. If God ever worked out a situation for you, raise your hand. Yeah. So if he did it and he says, I'm the same yesterday, today, What changed? Not him. It's us. So to me, if he is the same, yeah, yeah, that word if, you know, that if's a big word. Daddy told me one time, he said, son, he said if worms had machine guns, birds wouldn't eat them. 
took me a little while to figure that one out, but he, he did some more ifs, but we just going to leave it at that one right there. That's the good one. That's the church if. And so, if worms had machine guns, birds wouldn't eat them. I'm talking, boy, yeah, you're, you're right, Daddy. So, there you go. My old dad. He's um. So, listen. If he promised, then he's not a liar. If he said it, then he can do it. If he decreed and declared, it's going to happen. So we just need to believe it's for me right now. I can't heal nobody. Wish I could. I ain't never healed nobody. I, I, I can't give out miracles. I can't give out the Holy Ghost. You know, I'm not him. I know him, but I ain't him. It all comes from him. He knows exactly what he's doing. So in the house here today, I'm done preaching. In the house here today, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what it seems like, I'm just believing today that God absolutely can do it. I heard pastors say, creative, creative miracles. That's born with all the parts, but something not working. And then all of a sudden, when the prayer of faith goes, and it's that's a creative miracle or an actual miracle. Healing, there's two styles of healing. There's a healing that is a process, and then there's a healing that is instantaneously. So the Lord absolutely can do whatever it is that we need. So I'm not going to embarrass people today. We're not going to call out people today. We're not going to... Uh, make anybody do anything that they don't want to do but if you got a situation if if you got a problem if there's something going on or there's something you'd like the Lord uh, to handle I, I'm telling you some people think well it's just so minute listen don't let your molehill turn into a mountain let God take care the older I'm getting the lazier I'm getting <laughs> if it just looked like it might be a problem I'm like hey Jesus Take care of that. Jump on that, Lord, if you don't mind. Just let him handle it. It's like when I was preaching with Brother Foster. I had to tell it real quick. I'm preaching with Brother Foster. This woman walked up to me. You know, I, did, I didn't know. She said, Brother Smith, I need you to help me pray. I said, yes, ma'am. She goes, I can't stand my boss. She goes, he lied to me, and I just want the Lord to kill him. <clears throat> I said, well... Let's, let's back up a little bit. I said, let's, uh, let's just pray. She goes, no, no. She goes, I just want him out of here. I'm like, well, we're going to pray a little different, okay? So I'm thinking, man, I got me a wacko on my hands here, you know? You know, I mean, I felt that way a time or two, but I just told her, you know. I said, Lord, I said, uh, you know everything going on here. <laughs> you know, I said, and she's got a little problem with her boss. And I'm asking you to handle this little situation. And she goes, kill him, Lord. I said, I'm like, Lord, just you handle it. And I, and I figured, you know what? If she's nuts, she won't care anyway. I said, and if you do kill him, don't let me be a part of it. <laughs> well, I figured that'd work out, you know. So I went on to the next nutcase. And uh, I'm kidding. So I'm, I say that funny now, but so... Service got done. Brother Foster said, I'll see you next Sunday. 
I said, well, I'm not here next Sunday. He said, well, you are now. I said, I can't wait. And uh, <laughs> so the next Sunday I go back and uh, we're having some, here she comes, honest to the Lord, just like this. <laughs> and I'm thinking, he, she killed him. She has killed this guy and she is fixing to honk and confess right here. She walked up to me. She said, I'm going to tell you something. I'm like, hmm, hmm. She goes, I said, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I said, Bishop. Boy, he comes, you know, Brother Foster, he can't move fast. You know. What is it, David? I said, stand right here. We're about to hear something. Stand right here. She goes, I went to work this week. She goes, and my boss cussed me. I said, I said, thank the Lord. Meaning she didn't kill him yet. Thank the Lord. She goes, and the funny thing is, she said, his boss heard him cuss me. I'm like, uh-oh. She goes, and his boss, I mean, she's just like that, told me to come to that office. And his boss said, does he do that a lot? And she says, and I said, he cusses me all the time. He treats me bad. He's a liar. He said when I took this job that I wouldn't have to miss church. And she said, and I told my boss, his boss, I had to lie and miss work last Sunday and go to church. And she said, but I didn't have to lie this Sunday. She goes, because here's why. His boss said, I'm firing him. And I want to know, can you do his job? And she says, I can do his job and better. He says, good, I'm going to give you his job, and I'm going to give you a raise, and you don't have to work on Sundays. She goes, but I did want him to die. <laughs> so now I'm going to pray about her attitude, okay? But So you see what I'm saying? So just because it doesn't happen. You just got to say, Lord, it's in your hands. God, I, I'm going to turn it to you. Well, I've been overlooked. I've been mistreated. Turn it over to God. I've been done wrong. Turn it over to God. I've been hurt in my body, my mind, and my spirit. Turn it over to God. Let me tell you, when God gets done spanking, God's a master spanker. When God gets done working it out, brother, nobody can say, well, I just wonder. No, no, no. When God gets finished, God can restore your reputation. So nobody will call us out today. Nobody will embarrass us today. In a few moments, we'll come to the front as a family and just ask the Lord to help us. Is that fair enough? In a few moments, I'm going to ask everybody to bow their head and close their eyes. And I, you know me here. You say, well, why? I just want people to be honest with themselves. Second reason is we live in a nosy world. And it ain't none of your neighbor's business what you're fixing to tell the Lord. And the third reason is I don't want somebody to say I came to church and I'm leaving the same way that I came. If you are a guest in this house, welcome to the friendliest church in town. If you've been here more than five minutes and you have, welcome to the family. If you need something from God, pray and tell him. I'm going to give a little heads up. Nobody's going to pull on you. Nobody's going to shake on you. Nobody's going to make you do anything that you don't want to do. Just talk to the Lord. You say, well, what do you mean? It's easy. Hey, Lord, it's me. 
this is what I need. He goes, been waiting on you to ask. You say, that simple? You have not because you ask not. All right, bow your head, close your eyes. Every head bow, every eye close in the building. Here we go. Anybody in this building, you got pain in your body right now. Would you lift your hand? Got pain in your body right now. Hands are going up across the building, front to the back, side to side, in every section. That's beautiful. You can put them down. Before you lift your hand, just listen. Every time the enemy, the liar, the deceiver, uh, you know, you take two steps forward and he pushes you two steps back. Man, you're thinking, man, every time I try to do something for the kingdom of God, it seems like he comes in like a flood. But you're in the building here and you're saying, you know what, I got faith. My faith level's up. I got faith for right now. And you're in this building here today, and you'd like the Lord to do something in your body, your mind, or your spirit. You'd like for him to take care of a situation for you, and you'd like him to do that today. Would you lift your hand? You need him to do something for you. Hands are being lifted all across the building, front to the back, side to side, in every section. You can put them down. I'm not talking about once saved, always saved. That's not in the Bible. That's man-made religion. I'm not talking about accepting the Lord as your personal Savior. That's not in the Bible. That's man-made religion. I'm talking about what the Word of God says. That when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where they were sitting and peered to them clothing tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each and every one of them, and they were all, not some, but they were all filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gave them utterance. Now, if you've never spoke with other tongues, that doesn't mean something's wrong with you. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. That just means it's a gift that comes from God that you haven't experienced yet. And as far as you know, with your walk with Jesus Christ, you've never spoke that heavenly language like they've done in the Bible. Would you lift your hand? Never spoke that heavenly language like they've done in the Bible. All right, see hand. All right, see hands. All right, see hands. All right, that's beautiful. All right, you can put them down. Thank you so much. Last question before you lift your hand. I know people always love to know what time it is. It's 1043. If the Lord came in the next 30 minutes, are you ready? If the answer is no, if the answer is I'm not for sure, if the answer is, well, David, let me repent and move some stuff around. All those answers are beautiful. You say, really? Yeah, because here's why. The trump hasn't sounded yet. The second coming, the catching away hadn't took place yet. That means you still have a chance to say, hey, Lord, forgive me. Renew me, God. Refill me. Shore up my relationship, Lord. That's what I'm doing with you right now. So to be renewed or refilled doesn't mean you've sinned or you've done something wrong. It just means that you're shoring up your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're in the building here today and you say, you know what? I need to uh, be renewed or refilled. For if he would come in the next 30 minutes, I'd know that all would be well between him and I. Would you lift your hand? Hands are going up again all across the building, front to the back, side to side. That's beautiful. You can put them down. You can lift your head and open your eyes. I want to thank this church for being so obedient. Every head bow, every eye closed. Thank you for doing that. In the building here today, literally about 80% of the congregation lifted their hands today. 
you say is something wrong, mm -mm. everything's right. God said, here's what I'm going to do. It's in the Bible. A little paraphrasing. He said, but no man comes to the Father except the Spirit draws him. See, everybody that's here today, Pastor, is exactly who Jesus wanted here. The shepherd looks around and says, I'm so glad for everybody that comes, but I wonder where so-and-so is. Oh, that's right. I wonder where so-and-so is. Oh, that's right. That's the office of the shepherd. He's all excited about right here, but also the heart shepherd. The heart of the shepherd wants to know where so-and-so is. The evangelist, he walks in and says, look at all the people and don't care where them other ones are. I don't know who's who. I just know this is all who Jesus wants here. No man comes to the Father except so every person is here today. You're not here because of Facebook. You're not here because of a visitation. You're not here because of an invite or a phone call or an email. You're here because the Lord this morning goes, come on down. I got something for you. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. All right. So with that being said, 80% of the congregation pastor or more lifted their hands saying, hey, man, hey, Jesus, go ahead. If you're passing out the blessings, <laughs> I'm in line. So that's what's going to happen. In a few moments, I'm going to ask everyone to stand that's able. I'm done preaching. I'm giving instructions. In a few moments, I'm going to ask everybody to stand that's able. I'm going to ask our altar ministry to come and Help me out, and you know who you are. And then we're going to turn and face the crowd. And then every person that lifted their hands, or you might have not lifted your hand, but now you're thinking, oh, my goodness, I just thought of something the Lord could handle for me. At this church, he's a God of second chances. You're in luck. You might have not raised your hand, but you can still come. You might be next to a friend, a family member, a co-worker, a guest and you say, man, I want to go pray, but I sure don't want to go by myself. I told you 10 minutes ago that you're in the friendliest church in town. All you do is just tap somebody on the shoulder, whether you know them or not, and say, hey, I want to go pray. Go with me. They're going to say, okay. You come on down. Don't let something or somebody keep you from getting what you want from the Lord. Is that fair enough? If you're able to stand, would you stand? While they're standing, if our altar ministers would come, let's begin to line up across the front here. You know who you are. Please come help me out. Yeah. There we go. <coughs> yeah. Sweet Holy Ghost. I like it. I like it. So now. With that being said, many folks lifted their hands and they needed something from the Lord, wanted something from the Lord. I'm just going to ask you to step out and just begin to come down right now. And here they come. Let's give them a hand clap while folks are coming down. Here they come. All over the building. Here they come. Step aside. All right. Let's not stop in the hall. Let's come all the way down. I always say it. Let's not act like we're at Walmart in the middle of Christmas with one cashier. Now, come on. 
Y'all want to come down this way? Y'all come on down this way. That way we, we can get, get rid of all the, hall all the wall huggers. We good. God's coming. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here's what we're going to do. <clears throat> we're going to repent as a family. Then after we repent, um, we're going to loose. We're going to just say it together. We're going to loose. I'm a looser. You know, we're going to loose things. And whatever's coming against your body, your mind, or your spirit, tell the Lord. Tell the Lord. It, it's going to sound like a rumble in the altar. Nobody's listening to what you're saying. Everybody's got their own situations. They're telling the Lord. And then we're going to bind them in the outer darkness. And then when that's done, we're going to pray the prayer of faith. And these men and women of God are going to begin to lay hands. And I believe that whatever you want from the Lord, he'll do. Man, you say, boy, you just like matter of fact. I'm just standing on his word. That's all I can do. Just I can only stand on his word. Okay? So that's what we're going to do. Let's repent as a family. Say, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. I'm sorry, Lord, for everything that I've thought, that I've done, that I've said, and that I've heard. Forgive me, Lord, of things I don't even realize I have done. I give myself. 100% to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my miracle, for my deliverance, for my healing. Thank you, Lord, for filling me, refilling me with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Say, I lose. Now, whatever's coming against you, just begin to tell the Lord right now. It might be a sickness, a disease. Y'all just start telling him right now. Everybody's saying something different, so it sounds like a rumble here in the altar. So everybody's telling him something different right now. That's right. That's good. I'm going to give you about 30 seconds. It'll feel like an hour, but I'm going to give you about 30 seconds.